0: Morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal and I'm Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to Cannabis Daily for Monday, January 10th. It's the beginning of a new week. So let's get to it. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If not, welcome back. And if you like what you see, you can check out the rest of our channel and watch our full Business of Cannabis archive right here on YouTube. And like all YouTube channels, I'm obligated to ask you to smash the subscribe button. To follow all that we do at business of cannabis right here on youtube for those of you that are new to business of cannabis since 2017 we've highlighted the companies brands people and trends driving the cannabis industry and that's what we look to do here every day first we'll run down the key stories we're following and then we'll go to a cannabis conversation with our bfc live segment today is bfc live conversation we're joined by chris walsh chris is the ceo of Marijuana Business Daily, MJBiz. Last week, a major deal was announced that saw MJBiz acquired for 120 million US dollars. We wanted to have Chris on to discuss the acquisition, what it means for cannabis news, and for cannabis events overall. So stick around a moment for that. We'd love to hear from you in the comments and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com as well, through, well as through all of our social channels on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. For today's stories, Tantalus Labs shows how transparency is done. California's cannabis industry is being crushed with red tape. Quebec cannabis businesses takes on anti-vaxxers. Denmark's Tetra Farm secures 2 million euro in funding. Before we take a look at that first story, if you didn't hear on Friday, we'll be headed to Miami for a new series uh, in April, Business of Cannabis Miami. We'll be diving deep into the technology design and data of cannabis retail. We'd love for you to join us in April, so check out the links in the description for more information. For our first story, Building in the Open with Tantalus Tantalus. Dan Sutton. Dan Sutton, founder and CEO of BC-based Tantalus Labs, outlined how his premium cannabis company grew revenue by 270% since May and 83% quarter over quarter from Q3 in a detailed Twitter thread. After a rough year, which included some disappointing low THC harvests, the company decided to overhaul their product selection, their plans as it stands right now. A quote-unquote top-down overhaul of non-THC metrics, terpenes, moisture, flavor, and smoke, finishing protocols, and a plan to move to glass packaging. They solicited feedback from their network to inform their choices and deliver new products in Q4, Q4 like Pacific OG and LA Kush Cake. This is a story about a team taking a good hard look at what they can do better, excite customers with every skew. That's what Sutton wrote. It can be scary to return to first principles and analyze, refine, dial in, and ship better quality offerings. That hard work takes time and the investment pays. Transparency is often laughing, lacking from cultivators and brands, so Sutton is is lifting the veil on what they're doing at Tantalus. And join us in a few weeks' time. Uh, Sutton will be with us on BFC Live in the coming weeks to share more. So stay tuned. In our second story, red tape is choking California's cannabis market. Overly complicated bureaucratic processes are being blamed for burdening California's regulated market, preventing it from flourishing or shrinking the illicit market. That's according to Politico. Some of the issues cited are complicated local regulations and the additional requirement to also have a state license understaffed departments, slow communication, red tape and legal battles, and high taxes. Some operators are leasing properties for lengthy periods before licensed to open, costing them hundreds of thousands of dollars, and limited numbers of licenses in some municipalities have created a wave of lawsuits from hopeful store operators. So we will continue to keep an eye on what's happening in California before our next story. Every week we highlight a job of the week from our partners at cannabis at work. And this week we are highlighting a position in Vancouver, BC cannabis at work is recruiting for a licensing specialist in Vancouver. If this sounds like you, we encourage you to get in touch with the team from cannabis at work at cannabis at work. as well. If you need to hire people for your growing cannabis business, we encourage you to connect with cannabis at work for our third story. Quebec cannabis stores demand customers get vaccinated starting January 18th. Quebec's provincial cannabis and alcohol stores will demand customers have proof of vaccination before entering this, according to Bloomberg. The province province is known for having some of the most restrictive COVID 19 regulations, implementing measures like a 10 p.m. curfew and closing restaurants. The goal is to limit contact and protect unvaccinated residents, which is about one fifth of all the residents of Quebec, and 50% of those in the ICU last month in Quebec were unvaccinated. The quote from the health minister, I hope it will be an additional incentive for some to go get their first dose. Unfortunately, we need to protect them from themselves and protect our healthcare network. And just a note on this story, 6,000 people registered for their vaccination, which is about, I think, a two or threefold uh, than normal once this was announced. Uh, some are criticizing the plan, saying it would just instead drive people to the illicit cannabis market. For our final story, Tetra Farm secures 2 million euro in funding. Denmark's Tetra Farm has raised 2 million euro in its first round, which was led by Leafy Tunnel and NXS reports business can. They're located uh, in the life science focused Medicon Valley, close to Copenhagen. The company plans to launch medical cannabis clinics trials, clinical trials, and expand operations. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up next on our B of C Live segment, a conversation with Chris Walsh. He is the CEO of MJ Biz. Last week, MJ Biz made cannabis news by announcing they were acquired by Emerald X, which is part of the large event and media conglomerate Emerald. We wanted to connect with Walsh to talk about that acquisition, what it means for cannabis news, what it means for cannabis events, and actually what it means for all of us, and if we will see each other in Las Vegas this fall. Here is the conversation with Chris Walsh of MJBiz. Chris Walsh, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me on. Excited.
0: <laughs> well- Sometimes the news is the news, and this uh, last week was one of those cases. Um, first thing one morning I saw MJ biz gets acquired. Tell us what that means, what it doesn't mean. It must be exciting times around your offices, remote or otherwise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. you know we've been building this for almost 11 years as of May. you know it would be 11 years. That's a long time. that's like 50 years in cannabis, as you know. <laughs> right. um, so it's been it's been a, a labor of love. it's been a slog at times. it's been exciting. And, uh, you know, to, to, to find a company that that's around 10 or 11 years without going through something like this is rare these days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the time was right. We, we are looking to take the next step as a company and you can only do so much right um, on your own. And that's what we're seeing play out across the industry. So what, what it does for us uh, is basically gives us a deeper bench. We've got insights and guidance we didn't have before. Uh, work, you know, we're now being folded into this larger company, Emerald, you know, publicly traded, uh, mainstream company coming in uh, and just determining that they feel comfortable enough getting into cannabis, uh, even though we don't touch it, right? Um, and uh, and that this is a major pillar of, of how they're trying to grow going forward. And I think that says a lot about where we are as an industry right now. We're seeing mergers and acquisitions left and right every week. There's another big one, right? Um, and now we're part of that. But uh, I think, you know, there's there's a couple ways to look at it. And, and some people say, oh, this is the big corporate America coming in. And I don't, I, you know, I don't like this. Uh, it's, the, it's the outsiders. Uh, I understand those feelings. Um, if you do this right, though, it's really good. Um, yeah. Because we're going to have this expertise in basically doing what we do better, right? And that's what we're here to do is help the industry in different ways. And that's what we continue to, to plan to do. So they're bringing our whole team on. You know, the two co-founders are are moving to the side, um, stepping back from the business, Anna Cassandra, Mm -hmm. after the transition. But I'm staying with the company in my current role, our whole leadership, our whole sales staff, our whole journalist team. Everyone is moving over um, because we know cannabis. Right. So I'd have a much different feeling with, with the acquisitions you see where some company comes in. They really don't know the industry. They let everyone go and they say, "Ah, we can do this. That's not good for the industry. But I think this one is.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, And I don't, I am of the mind that you are, I think that this is really an important step in the normalization of cannabis as a pillar industry in America and and around the world that a company like Emerald says, this is one of the pillars we want to dive deep on and we're going to go get the biggest and the best and sort of, and, you know, acquire you guys. Um, I I wonder from a, a, you know, Joe attendee, right? The average attendee at MJ BizCon, for example. Will they notice a difference? Will they if they don't know this acquisition happened, will they notice a difference? Or will you notice a difference because of sort of the 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 manpower behind it um sort of being more and bigger? Yeah,
1: you know, well, the hope and the expectation is that if there are any differences, people notice they're good. They're positive, right? <laughs> we're not scaling back, we're not overhauling MJ BizCon. Uh we're not doubling prices, you know, we're not doing a lot of the things that people might expect. Um you know, basically they like what they bought, right? They say, you guys are doing a good job and we don't, we, we want to continue doing that and, and enhance it, but not get our fingers all messy in it and, and ruin what you guys have created. So, you know, as we plan for MJ BizCon, I think for people attending, it's going to feel largely the same, uh, but I don't mean that in a boring way, like it's the same old, same old. We are going to look in ways that we can do things better, right? Whether that's uh, adding on things that are of more value, whether it's networking, uh, better connecting people, uh, maybe going deeper into certain uh, niche areas in the industry, uh, adding on things, whatever it is, that's what we're going to work with them to do. Uh, not only at this MJ BizCon, but going forward. So yeah, no, it's business as usual in that sense, with the expectation that we are gonna um, we're gonna make this more valuable for people.
0: Uh, there's a funny note. I was looking at the Emeralds website to, to understand sort of their business and your business, and one of the one of the verticals that they are big and maybe the biggest is is pizza. Um, I was, yes. I was joking that if you could do the MJ biz with the pizza <laughs> expo, at either end of the, the Vegas convention center, you'd really, there'd be a lot of nice overlap there.
1: You, you great minds think alike. Cause I actually brought that up to them too, uh, this week. And I said, Hey, maybe we co-locate these shows. Imagine that. Um, but all jokes aside, yeah, they, they're, they're in, you know, the pizza business is a massive business, right. right? We all eat pizza and you go down to the grocery store aisle and there's a million of them. Um, but that's what they do in, in these other you know, industries, that same type of thing, bringing business people together. And that's one of their, they, they tell me that's a really fun show and everyone in the company wants to go to it. That's going to, I think cannabis might usurp them in terms of, you know, what's what's the more exciting show and where do people want to go? But yeah,
0: but, but it, it, then it was, I was joking with some of that exact joke, but then then I was thinking about, you know, there are lots of lots of pizza shops and they are varied within them. There are lots of inputs to pizza that you don't actually think about. There's lots of specialized equipment. Like it actually had me thinking about the parallels between the two sectors in ways that I actually had not thought before. I mean, it started as a joke, but, but there actually may actually be parallels.
1: Packaging, equipment. Yeah. All, all the, a lot of the same things you'd, you'd need here. Ingredients, you know, marketing.
0: Um, Can can I ask you a question that did come up uh, sort of in the Twitter sphere? I saw Deborah Borshat from uh, green market report, uh, Question or ask a question about sort of the 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 news component of MJ Biz, and I want to give you an opportunity to sort of respond to that outside of Twitter as well. But talk a little bit about sort of h- how you see that going forward as well, because I know that's that's one of the things that that caught interest on Twitter uh, as it relates. N- not that Twitter is a big deal, but but how 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 it will impact sort of the news division as well.
1: I'm glad you brought it up because uh, it surprised me that that's where we got a lot of uh, questions, and, it, and I think it's great because it shows that. People do value what we're doing with content, and that our journalism focus and uh, objectivity and analysis, and that they want that to stay. That's a, I think that's a nice reinforcement of what we built and what what we've tried to do for t- you know ten years. Um, and yeah, it's a valid question. I mean, we got it from our own staff, right? They're like, "Are we going to be doing fluff pieces?" Or um, and the answer is is no. I mean they they have said publicly, Emerald, that they highly value our content backbone, and that we can actually, they're hoping that we can actually help them and other divisions uh, do what we do for the cannabis industry, because they see the value that it provides to an industry and connects with an event. Um, so, you know, no, they, they, they are really impressed with what we do on that end and want us to continue doing it. And, and that's my background. You know, I helped create the whole content strategy and, and how we were going to do this thing over the years. And I came from journalism, um, so it's really close to me uh and um you know we're we're on the same page with emerald about the value of this so valid questions absolutely uh but we don't plan to change that
0: good um uh thinking about the back half of this year um like are people gearing up with excitement for um for for, for MJ Biz 2022
1: yeah i mean you know our our work begins right uh even before the previous year's event so uh but then start really starts kicking into gear so You know, everything that we're hearing so far um, is is excitement for a more normalized world back then for for events. And so, you know, our uh, our exhibitors are lining up and beginning to select their space and putting down deposits. Huge interest there. We're hoping the international element comes back after uh, the difficulties of last year's um, on that end. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to we're putting together our content and, and 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 a bigger picture strategy for this. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think people are excited and and we're um, we're ready to roll. And hopefully, the coronavirus, we won't have an omicron or whatever,
0: whatever the next Greek letter is.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. We're gonna end the Greek letters at omicron if that's okay. Yeah,
1: let's let's stop it there.
0: That's right. Well, uh, well, uh, thank you for making time. Congratulations to you the team. It's it's good to talk to good people doing good things that have had great success. So congratulations to you and the team. We'll connect with you. Uh, down the road, if not in Vegas at the end of the year.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate being on and be on the lookout for more uh, M&A activity across the board this year. It's going to be a big year for that.
0: It's going to be wild. And you guys have been covering that really well. So kudos on that front too. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you soon.
1: Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: That was episode six of Cannabis Daily. Thank you for joining us here on YouTube. Please do subscribe and follow all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. We will see you all tomorrow.